Hey guys, it's David Tass and Stacy with the BMF podcast, the business marketing family. And today we have a super exciting topic, how to build your business dream team. Awesome. So for those of you who don't know, um, Stacy and I, we've had a business for the last four years and I've been entrepreneurship since 2012, not going to age myself here, but we're able to build teams of people and build a million dollar business and million dollar team to go along with it. So we've learned a lot of interesting, really cool things that we believe is going to help you along your journey. I want to share with you because you know, the, the best thing you can do is share what you've learned to empower more. We believe that the world needs more entrepreneurs, um, especially good ones like yourself. So hope you really enjoy the video. Hi, Sam. So excited. So how, I want to ask you one question. You've been in a business owner for like since forever. Right. So from the, from when you started until now, how has the journey been for you building? Yeah. So when I first started out in business, it was definitely a lot different than than what we do today and skill set it's a skill set just like anything else i mean the more you practice it the more you experience it you get better and better at it a couple of things that has really helped myself grow and our team grow um is really putting an effort towards it i feel like most business owners and most entrepreneurs what happens is they realize they have a need for something they put a job post out there mm -hmm. and they interview a few people hopefully and they make a decision. They don't really understand exactly what their business is. And then they have poor results and they either stop and say, you know what? I'm just gonna do everything myself. No one can do it as good as me. Or you do it oh, you do it again and again and you're not really learning from those experiences. And then that's a tragedy because you can be in business and have a much easier time having good people around you. There's, there's a saying and a quote that I've heard before that if you hire C players in your business, your business will go no, you eventually won't go anywhere. If you hire B players, your business will survive, but you'll never stand out or even come close to sniffing your potential. If you hire A, a players though, you can literally conquer the world. So that's what we want to do is pass on some of our knowledge. So this way you can hire better quality talent and you know learn from our experiences as well. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So let's talk about that how can somebody find their their a players right so how do you find the right person that's a really good question so number one i would say identify what your business really needs create a scorecard right not a job description don't go and say hey you know what this company did posted this thing i'm going to copy and do the same thing you have to put the time and effort into number one understanding what your company really needs. Define that role. Who does that role report to? Who rep reports to that role? Have that mapped out, right? Also on the scorecard, if you have current team members, um, you have current employees, who's exemplary in that role? And right now, if you're by yourself in your business, well, guess what? You are exemplary in that role, right? And you're more than likely wearing multiple hats. You're doing the job of three, four, five people maybe, right? You gotta separate yourself and say, okay, when I'm doing this function of my business, 
What am I doing? What are the qualities that am I that I'm exuding that's allowing things to go well? Write those down because that's who you're going to search for. You're not going to find someone as good as you initially, for the most part, unless you get lucky, but you can find someone as good as or better than you in a particular function, right? And that's and that's awesome. That's what you and that's what you're looking at. So, I would say the first thing I'm going to do is create a scorecard. I'm going to really define who do I need? Who is this role? What are the um, characteristics? What are things that need to get done um, for that role? So that's step number one, right? So step number two, after you've done that, you're going to say, okay, what am I willing to, what, what can, what's, what is the most this person stands to make, right? What's the comp, the most this person stands to make? And I've actually heard this from Chet Holmes. He's a Phenomenal sales coach. He's pa he passed away. He's phenomenal, great guy. He he used to coach people and say, "Listen, don't put the average salary. Put what someone stands to make. Like what can they make? Right? What's the most they can make in the role? You put that as your headline to attract the right people. Because savvy people, people that are growth minded, they're sometimes willing to to take a little less at the beginning if they believe in your dream, believe in your vision." And they understand, okay, 12 months from now or 24 months from now, I'm going to make it X and I'm, I'm part of that dream, right? So don't hold yourself back and say, okay, here's what I can afford to pay now. Talk about where the business will be and where you can afford to pay later. Talk about that. And that can, that's your headline. That's what, you know, help you attract um, better talent right away instead of having to, you know, kind of nurse a C player that will just either keep you where you're at or even worse drive your business down. Yeah, and I feel like when people already know what they're gonna make, they don't strive for more. So there's no like future income. There's no like, like what's next? What's what's next in my role? What's next in my income? Is there promotion opportunities? Mm -hmm. So that's all you wanna add into um, the headline. Like, and when you're doing your interviews, and I'm going like maybe further in, but when you're doing your interviews, you can talk about that growth, that potential growth of that person in that position can stand to make and uh, become. Absolutely. When you're first starting out in business, think about what you have to offer that your competitors can't, right? They might have more money than you. They might more have more experience. Are you willing to say, hey, you know what? My first team member in a critical role, I'm willing to offer a profit share, right? Not equity in your company, but a profit share. I'm willing to give up a little bit of profit to get a better person that's gonna help me get to my destination. So you can be creative as an entrepreneur. You don't never, never settle for mediocre or below level talent because you will bring yourself down. Yes, you will. And you're probably gonna have to start over. Mm -hmm. And if you, time is money. Mm -hmm. Time is money and you wanna make sure like as you're starting out, you are educating yourself, you're studying, you're figuring out, okay, what do I want my business to be in five years? What does my business, what does it what should it look like in 10 years 15 whatever you know your goals are and who can i bring on that's going to be with me throughout these phases what can i offer them now and what can i offer them in the future so you want to basically when you're starting out really create that core team so that they can be with you throughout the growth and if they're not going to be with you throughout the growth then that's okay but you want to have these systems in place and the qualities of the individuals in place, the, what they're supposed to be doing in place now, so that when you are refilling these roles in the future, yeah. you know who you're looking for. 
Yeah, absolutely. Very well said. So I think you hit on a really key point. You should be documenting what you're currently doing, creating processes. We'll, we'll get to that. Like once you've hired someone, what's the next steps? Yeah. You know, how to keep an A player or keep a talented person. We'll probably, that's, that. there's so much that goes yeah. into that. It'll probably be in a different video. I want to make sure I answer the question fully. So, you know, how do you find an A player or, you know, your dream team member? So number one, after you've created your scorecard, and by the way, there's a great reference. It's called, the book is called Who? By Jeff Smart, W-H-O by Jeff Smart. It covers all this in, in great detail. I read it and it really skyrocketed our process for selecting better quality talent. So, you know, great reference, um, reference. And we'll link it in the description below as well. So once you have your scorecard, you know exactly who you, what you're looking for and who you're looking for. The next thing I would do is re leverage your existing network, right? So your business friends, your social friends, ask them, hey, do you know anyone that you know fits these qualifications or has this personality you think would be a great fit for my you know for my business or you know who's the most talented tell me who's the most talented person you know that's available right now mm -hmm. great question great icebreaker to ask and yeah i mean then you could bring that person in that'd be phenomenal also your social network your facebook page your linkedin page your instagram page post i don't say i don't want to call it a job description because Traditional and typical job descriptions are average. Uh, average job description is going to get you an average talent pool, which will give you an average person and will not serve you any good. So I like to say, hey, post that scorecard, which is like a job description on, on steroids, and make sure you put the best, like, you know, you, the, the best parts of working with you and your company. Make sure that's at the top because you want to attract people. Your headline, right? You attract more bees with honey than with vinegar. Because a lot of people, they'll post like, I'm looking for this amazing person, but you have to have this, 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 and this. You can't do this, this, and this. And it's like, you're you're hurting yourself. You're hurting your own business. You got to sell them that dream. Just like you were, you sold yourself that dream to become an entrepreneur and start a business. You have to sell your team members on that dream as well. They have to align with you to have success. So one, leverage your network. Two, leverage social media. A third thing is potentially using a recruiter. And then number four, I would say existing team members, existing employees. So we, we specifically, we refer to our, our, I guess, employees as team members because we feel like we have a community, we have a team, and everyone is valuable. So we like to use the word team member. You know, you guys catch that. And that's a great resource. Yeah, we recently did this, but... I feel like a lot of our team members come from our existing team members. One, because they advocate for people. They will, because they're bringing on somebody to the team or they want somebody on the team, they're going to pick the best of the best of, that they know, which is awesome. And that goes for your team members. That goes for hopefully your social media network, your friends and your family. And, you know, hopefully they're sending you people that they are like, oh, this is the best person I know for this role and for you and for your company. So I... I do say leverage the people that you know and then go into like the other suggestions, like maybe using a recruiter to help you find that person. But leveraging the people that you know, I think, and from experience, we found that to be like one of the best ways to find great talent. Of course, they're gonna go through the whole process, but I feel like we've come across amazing people. Right, absolutely. And a key caveat with that is go to your best people. So you have a specific role, 
Like we recently just hired account managers for our business, for um, our marketing agency. We went to our best account managers and said, hey, do you know anyone that's like you that you feel will do fantastic in this role? Now there's psychology here is, number one, your top performers, they understand what it takes to be a top performer. So they'll, they know this person is a top performer. You don't want to ask someone that's underperforming or someone that you feel like, you know, it's average, whatever it is, because they might find someone for you that they feel like, oh, I'm going to do that person a solid rather than do the company organization a solid and find the right. And number two, the person that you're bringing on, if they know like, man, Stacy's the one who got me this opportunity. Stacy's a serious person. You know, she does really well. I, I don't want to let Stacy down and not do well at this position. So you kind of have that extra, extra push for them to succeed. And also because your top performers trust you already and they trust the business, they're transferring a piece of that trust for the new team member who, let's face it, I mean, someone comes into the business, they're seeing everything, you know, it can be a little overwhelming or there can be some things that turn them off and you might lose a really good prospect, a really good team member in that first initial, you know, first 30 days if there's something that turns them off. So that's also a nice hook as well to let people get comfortable and in your business. Yep. I like it. Right? Uh, oh. and, and now, if you don't currently have team members, if you don't have a network pool that you can pull from, where I first started and where we first started, we used Indeed, the job mm -hmm. sites. We posted on LinkedIn, we used Indeed. Again, we made a lot of, I wouldn't say mistakes, a lot of growth moments. We didn't find the right person. We didn't find the right fit. We overpaid for certain roles. We did intern. Um, we, inter <laughs> we, we, we leveraged um, interns at one point. So just a lot of, a lot of memories, a lot of funny stories, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of a lot of growth. So, the job sites are great, like Indeed, the LinkedIn, Facebook, Facebook, Facebook Marketplace. Mm -hmm. So leverage those, but going with a scorecard, going with a solid description, and that would be that would be our last resort. First would be our network. Second would be existing team members. Third would be social media, posting on social media. Fourth would be a recruiter. Now, if you can afford a recruiter, great. They they do phenomenal work, and that's they focus on this, and that's all they, they specialize in this. Yeah. And you'll get your probability of finding that A player drastically skyrockets when you use a recruiter. Mm -hmm. But now you're going to start a business or a small you know small business has the funds for that. And then lastly, I would use the job sites like you know Indeed, LinkedIn, Zip Facebook, ZipRecruiter, but come with a scorecard and really have that defined, right? Yeah. All right. So I've been talking scorecard a lot and that book who is phenomenal. I, I say, do we have enough time to get into our hiring process? Like how we map that out? Cliff note. Okay, the, the short of it is that same exact scorecard that you build before you know, we identify that role, we bring that on with us on every interview. Mm -hmm. And we're looking for key things like it's, it's literally mapped out and we actually have a grading system because it's an art when it comes to hiring and you want to have, you know, tip, like the typical process is something like an organization might have you meet with one person, then a the second person, a third person. They might, you might do some gimmicky things like I'm going to leave a pencil on the floor, see if that person picked it up. Oh, they're good. You know, versus <laughs> like that. All that stuff is, in my opinion, is nonsense, right? I'm looking at, okay, can like how well 
does this person fit into our culture is always, that's always a category and it's ranked from one to 10. And we have these categories based on the role that we're hiring for and we have a total score. And by the way, our existing team members, especially our A players, they're on that scorecard and we know what their score is. And if we haven't done it in a while, we'll interview that top performer on our team before we start interviews. Because one, they've grown, of course, since being with us. Mm -hmm. um, they're clearly our top people and we want people like them. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we'll interview them first, then we'll use their like our number one person on our score. So if someone can t be like them on the scoreboard or top them, then <laughs> that's for probably the person we're gonna hire. Right. That's such a great tip. Good yeah. job. <laughs> Good job for you. Awesome. So, man, this journey is amazing. The entrepreneur journey is amazing. Um, there's so many things to learn, to get better at, and you're never going to stop learning and growing. And the, having the right people around you is key because it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great sometimes. It's going to be low sometimes. It's going to be challenging sometimes. Mm -hmm. And the people you have around you will make all the difference. And I'm so happy that I have, you know, you by oh. my side. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> no. Happy that you brought me on. But no, he's absolutely right. And I mean, I, I, Should I tell them you're great on the scorecard? An A++. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. I probably would. Some of the positions you hear, I know, probably have not done a good job on the scorecard. And, and vice versa, and which is why we, you know, have our positions. And, that's, and that, I think that's also a critical point. That someone... We say right person, wrong seat, right? Mm -hmm. So you have, might find someone that's really talented, but they're better suited for another position. That's okay. Always be honest with people. Let them know, like, okay, yeah. we're going to plan on hiring this position in the future. And I'm definitely going to, you're one of the first people I'm going to reach out to because I think you'll crush it in that role. I feel like people, they value honesty and transparency yeah. throughout that hiring process mm -hmm. or that onboarding process, yeah. that first 90 days of them being with your company. Mm -hmm. So, and just to piggyback off of that, like in those 90 days where you're onboarding somebody and they're kind of on probation, right? See, see if, you know, if they are maybe struggling the role that you thought they could have been great at, but they're just an amazing individual. They're, they're a perfect fit for your culture, your company, they're a hard worker. They want to learn and be part of the, the dream and be part of the environment. Maybe they're suited for another position in your company. So just really like when you are bringing people in, like, you know, when, if they are struggling, I wouldn't put them to the side, like, oh, this is not gonna work, I need to find somebody new. See if they can be in another role, or if you don't have that role at the moment because of funds, then, we, then again, like David said, I would just let them know that they are somebody that you have of interest for that role when you have it in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And look at why are they struggling? Is it yeah. something, is it a system in your business? Is it the person? So you have to be savvy enough to understand, okay, you know, do I need to update something on the business end or this person isn't the right fit? And again, that's 100% okay. Yeah. So I had a tidbit um, before we leave you guys. I will remember this <laughs> and I will say it on the next video. So make sure you subscribe to this channel. <laughs> make sure you watch our videos because it's going to come back to me and yeah. It was really, really good. But guys, thank you so much for spending this time with us. We really love being entrepreneurs and we love you for being here with us and to your success.